0: okay so let's begin the call everyone can raise their hand on zoom and then i'll invite them to the stage we will go and we'll do one question per person so i'm going to make that adamant just because motherfuckers come up to the stage and then they go okay i've got seven questions to go through and one more question one more question No 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 we can have one question per person if it's a follow-up question on the exact same topic that can be okay ask me for it though but if it's a completely different question what we'll do is i won't answer that i'll interrupt and say no no, no sorry we'll go move on to the next person if we get through everyone who's raised their hands then you can come back and do a, uh, a second question so this way just everyone comes through and if we've got enough time we'll do two questions we've got 60 minutes on the clock and let's go we've got time at coming up
1: uh, your hands are. what's up uh, so yeah i'm gonna be quick with this one uh, so Uh, i want you to uh, i want to ask you about the school community Uh, i was thinking about creating one but uh, to be honest i don't know if it's my lizard brain telling me that i can't like provide enough value to people that join but uh, i don't think that the price like 500 dollars for people to join is uh, like high that that it can like um, I can provide that much value that is viable to five hundred dollars. I would be like obligated to do, as you said in this post today, like you did three calls a day, and um, I think that will take all of my attention to the to, to this uh, community. Uh, that's why I started doing like calendly coaching calls uh, and maybe like after I improve uh, giving my value away, because uh, one thing is having the value and another uh, one is. Uh, know how to like trans like implement it in su- into someone's mind, right? So I think I'm not that good in that particular skill right now, like giving, uh, like implanting the value in the mind of someone. And um, what do you think is better to start the school community right now when I have like 300 subscribers and it's growing really really fast because in last month I got like one uh, 170. When I started uploading longer videos, uh, it blew up. I was only uploading like shorts two times a week, and now I'm uploading shorts every day and two uh, huge videos, like uh, big videos, uh, two times a week. And my channel is blowing up, literally. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if I should stick to like coaching calls right now or just go all in uh, to make a school community. Because like Alex formodi said, uh, to give, 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 and then you uh, get, right? So don't like take, just give uh, as much as you can, and then you start getting, not taking. Uh, mm. I don't know what, what's
0: your opinion about that. Mm. Okay. Should you monetize right now? The answer to this question depends on where you are in life. Do you need the money? I don't. Don't monetize right now keep giving, keep giving, keep giving, focus entirely on YouTube. If you don't need the money, then there's no point monetizing just yet. And you'll learn more things about the kind of community that you can make, or if you choose a different business model, like just doing more coaching. But if you don't need the money, that is an asset. That's very powerful. You don't need the money. Mm. Don't make it just yet. Focus entirely on the bigger, more important thing, which is the marketing, growing the channel, making people like you, giving the value, and then, for example, you can have a bigger right hook in the future. If your growth on YouTube becomes capped because you'll need to eventually hire people, that's when you should start to consider monetizing it.
1: Okay. Okay. I see. I see. Okay. So so that's
0: it. it. Nice one. Thank you for coming up, bro. W in the chat, boys. Very nice and efficient. And we've got Dominic. Hi,
2: Anza. Uh, can you hear
3: me?
0: I can, bro. What did you want to talk about?
3: Okay, so right now, so I've just finished GCSEs. So i have literally all the time in the world. I have 11 weeks, but I'm not too sure what to do with my life.
0: Mm. Yeah, summer holidays feel like they last forever, don't
3: they?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's been like a
3: week
0: and it like three weeks. It's it's long. Mm, yeah. But yeah. 100% set a goal for this time. This is a beautiful time for you to accomplish something. So you said it's about six weeks. Goal could be make $1,000 online during this time. Even 500 even like 250 Because obviously if, over six weeks, that's not a lot. But the idea is that you'd be able to scale it up way faster afterwards. Then you've got some direction like you said the time's going super slowly they'll get a bit boring there's only so much like free time that you can actually enjoy up until as a man you just feel like a shell of the the person you're supposed to be you need to always be working towards some goal i'd say that's your uh, that's your pathway set one yeah. one goal in terms of work either business, career, something like that, and like a very smart goal, and numerical goal. Okay, make $1,000 over this time, get to 200 subscribers, um, study and get this other thing, you know, something like that. And I would highly recommend setting the second goal for your physical training. Be able to bench 80 kilograms by the end of this time, run a, a total distance of 100 kilometers over the six weeks, something like that.
3: Yeah. But so when it comes to the work aspect i'm not sure what to do because me personally i find so much value in giving advice to other people like i think youtube would be a good path to go down but i'm not sure how to approach it because i'm kind of like i'm kind of like nervous what some 14-year-old jeffrey's gonna say about me you know
0: same <laughs> they've got all of us bro <laughs> yeah these 14-year-olds are going to keep us broke, bro. <laughs> Don't do it, man. Uh, so you like giving people advice? Uh, yeah. I would I would do YouTube. I do think it's a beautiful thing. YouTube or TikTok, make some content of you just speaking to your younger self. 14-year-olds are always going to pipe up and say some shit about you. They'll they'll say something if you're not a YouTuber. They'll say it if you are. They'll say it if you're not making money from YouTube, they'll say it if you are. It's you can't let some random little kid define your life, you know, to to scare you into a certain direction you like giving advice to people i'll give you a bit of advice i um i ended up going on a call with one guy who said that he wanted to like help people with their problems and so he was considering going to university to study counseling to see if he would like this and i just said to him quite frankly like that's a stupid idea why the fuck would you go study for like 4 years to go see if you'd like this go hop on a call with someone today and see if you actually like speaking to someone one to one you know you don't need to go and get the qualification first so you want to see if what format of helping people you'd prefer record, literally just one video today. Just you imagine how old are you right now? 16, 16. Imagine the 15 year old version of you think about one thing that actually kind of hurt him emotionally quite a lot. It could be getting rejected by a girl. It could be something one of your friends said to you. It could be something that happened with your family. And make that the topic of just one video. Literally all you've gotta do is just post one video. Because posting one video gets you like so much more exposure to this world than really thinking about it. Have you posted a first video so far?
3: No, I haven't. Mm. Because like I feel when I get on camera I just like uh, uh 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 like I don't know
0: what to say. Yeah, same. You know why that is? Uh
3: no I don't.
0: You're making it too dramatic. You're thinking You've set the expectations too high. You're trying to act like a YouTuber and so the pressure's on you. When instead, you don't act like a YouTuber. You just act like your own big brother. You're not speaking to this massive audience and you know this 14-year-old. No one's watching your videos. It's literally just for like 15-year-old you and you're just speaking directly to him. And what I would do is I'd do it with the mindset of like, I'm literally just going to post this one video. If it's not nice to do it, then I'm probably not going to continue, but that's fine, at least I'll know. Otherwise, you can spend months thinking about when you'll become a YouTuber and everything, and so many guys are in that stage. You could go post your first video today and delete it tomorrow, but at least you'll know. That's what I would say to you because you'll make so much more progress. Do that today. If you love it, do another video see how that goes. If you really hate it, you could consider maybe trying one more video, but if you just the the situation's awkward, you didn't even enjoy it, or who wants to be a YouTuber anyway, then I'd consider another way to help someone. So, for example, I'd go find someone in in Adonis School, message them, and say, like, oh, hey, you know, you wrote this post. Want to hop on a call? That's something that I experienced. I could maybe try and give you some advice. I'm I'm not promising that I'm really good at giving advice, but I might just be able to, like, help you with something, and then you can try it like that.
4: Okay. Thank you, Anselm.
0: I'm gonna set some accountability for you. Can you post the video within 24 hours from now?
4: Yeah.
0: Dominic, Julius, you're smiling a lot. Will you keep Dominic accountable to this, bro? 24 hours, Julius. Remember Dominic's name and and let's see the time right now. 24 hours from now, you've got to write a post where you've shared your YouTube video. Okay. Sweet. Thank you for coming up, bro. Lovely in the chat, boys. You got Hussein coming up. He's saying you're mute. Yeah. What's up, bro? Yeah.
3: Hey, bro. Hey, turn it down, bro. Hey, bro.
0: How you doing? You good? I'm good. What did you want to talk about?
3: Yeah, it's, 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 it's Hamza, <laughs> bro. I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother's saying hi, bro. What's up, bro? Yeah. Um. So, bro, so this question, Um. it's a bit of a personal one, right? So, it's like, I'm, d- um, I'm 16 years old, right? And, um... I'm, just, I'm trying to put my brother onto um, self-improvement, but he has a lot of roadblocks, right? Let's say that I'm just trying to help him. But let's put it like this, right? Hamza, you, the reason why I watch you, one of the main reasons is because I can see my brother through you, right? And I can see, like, your past traumas, um, your, like, what you've went through, etc., and the same, like, you know, bad habits, like stuff like that poor mental health like binge eating stuff like that um i just and also like with bullying like i remember you posted a video on bullying and i sat there and i um i just wrote down about my brother and um i just i pretty much like i pretty much like thought about his whole life and then i was like I was like, fuck, bro. He's had a very hard upbringing. And it's like, I'm pretty tough on him, you know? And I didn't realize, like, like he can't perform. Like, I can't set this expectation on him that he can perform perfectly, you know? And, um, truth is, um, he needs to heal. And I was just wondering, like, what advice you would give to somebody that's, um, that's, I guess, um... Uh, you know, like, through something like you, like bullying, um, like bad mental health, stuff like that. And it's like, how do you, how do you, like, how do do you heal exactly? What is the direct, like, what is the direct road to success for my brother? Because it
0: means a lot. Okay. So I understand you want to be quite tough on your brother because you want to see him reach his potential. That can backfire, especially with this situation, because it's kind of like taking a skinny kid to the gym and then really, really wanting him to lift heavy, but it's too heavy for him. You actually do more harm than good. Skinny kid's got to start with the empty bar. And when I went into the gym, the empty bar was still too heavy for me. I needed to use the um, the pink dumbbells that my mom used, actually. So you need, your brother needs the pink dumbbell equivalent, which sounds kind of sad, but it's like we've all got to start somewhere and now I can bench press more than 99% of the planet. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's a, You start where you start, right? So... First, I'd say is understand the concept of progressive overload. Do you guys go to the gym? Um, currently, not. Um, I'm
3: implicated in shoulder yeah, I'm injured right now, but me and him are uh, going
0: kickboxing. Awesome. That that'll be really good for you as well. Um, yeah. Progressive overload is just kind of the mindset you have in the gym, which is that you start with a lighter weight and over time you very slowly just add little bits to it like one kg then two you know what i mean and then it's like you started i started less than 20 kg bench press now i've like more than five times that over a few years and so the idea isn't that you just come in and you try and lift a really heavy weight but it's that you lift the lightweight and every week you add on like one kilogram like the smallest little pr- plate and eventually you start adding that every month so you make progress really slowly but the idea is over 10 years years it's significantly different that's what i recommend for a lot of for a lot of guys with self-improvement habits i had to start off and for example i couldn't do more than a minute of meditation per day i just get fed up it was just annoying these are the things that will transform your brother's life your life and everyone else's life it's these habits that i always speak about it's just that we need someone to get consistent in them the way that you get consistent and do these things every day is that you make it to your level so for me, for example, I could meditate for an hour. For your brother, it might piss him off to meditate for more than like one minute or two minutes. It might just get boring as fuck. It's just weird. You know, I, oh, I don't want to do this. But can you consistently meditate for 30 seconds every single day? Yeah, sure. I don't want to, but yeah, go on. So start with 30 seconds. A week from now, increase it to 45 seconds. A week from then, okay, a minute. A week, like, you know, two months from then, do it for five minutes. And that's already to such an awesome level. It's these habits yes. that will change his life. It's meditation, gratitude journaling, and oh, no. exercise yeah okay right and i get
3: i get the whole progressive overload part right um but the question is right like since you got like bullied and etc um and you have and you know we looked at the statistics said like the kids that get bullied that can't perform as well or this or that and you know how you said like the kid that gets partially bullied versus the kid that's been bullied his whole life yeah my brother's on this side right and how do you, how do you heal from that right like that's that's my main question because because bro like it's not only bullying bro it's a lot of trauma like me and my family we went through a lot of fucked up stuff you know like we came like we started broke we lived in the fucking we lived in iran bro a lot of shit happened then and um, it, like i just want to know like how do you heal how do you heal from um these traumas How did you
0: heal? The same habits that I always speak about. Meditation, journaling, exercise, especially martial arts. Put everything into these. It's not about trying to find the newest tactic. It's about doubling down on the things that we know that work. And slowly, it will take time. Because if you went through shit for 10 years, like you say you and your family have and let's say you start to experience the good life now, you've been on self-improvement, you're joining kickboxing, you're trying to outweigh this huge period of your life with the tiny sliver that we're on self-improvement for. So it's going to take some time, but what I can give you is hope that with the time that you're on self-improvement, this is actually magnitudes stronger than the time that you weren't. So for example, 20 years of, or 16 years of, of living like a shit life, of bullying, of degenerate habits and everything... One year of self-improvement counteracts that, usually. So that's what I would say is, one, I'm not going to give you some fixed cure or anything. You're going to have to experience some shit for the next six to 12 months. Deal with it, because there's no other way. There's nothing that will just be fast and override the experiences you've been through. This is your journey, and it's going to be a climb. You can't just suddenly just like boost yourself up. It's got to look like this, one step. In fact, it doesn't even look like this. It's like these mini peaks where like you've done good on one day, and then suddenly it's just shit again. You can relate to that. So I would say yeah. pick one or two things which are serving you well. For me, it was martial arts and meditation and, and journaling. And then double down on those. Just obsess over those, get good at them, love them. For a lot of guys, for example, it's exercise and it's going to the gym. Make that like one of your main things in life. Make that part of your identity that, you know, it's something that gives you this joy, this purpose, this, this mission. And suddenly you start having less and less thoughts about the shit that used to happen.
3: Yeah, I see where you're coming from, bro. Can I, can I just do something on call with my brother because he's driving right next to me?
0: Yeah, let's see him. All
3: right. So, right. Ali's Ali, my brother, he's in debt, which means I'm in debt as well. I'm working every single day to um, save up the money so I can help him get out of debt quicker. And um I just wanna I just wanna say Ali. Once this is all over, let's get it, yeah? I'll keep it, we'll,
0: keep it. we'll do everything. Respect man.
3: Thank you bro. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Thank you for coming up today, right.
3: bro. And I always watch your videos. Thank you, Ali. Yeah. <laughs> Good talking to you as well, man.
0: You too, brother. Thank you for coming up thank today, you bro. Very
3: much,
0: bro. Thank you. W in the chat, boys. That was wholesome. And yeah, we got Julius coming up.
2: Hey, Mike. Hello,
0: yeah. bro. What did you want to talk about?
2: Yeah, first of all, thank you for the quick call. Like, I never get to join. Um, this is my first call ever. Nice to meet you. So, yeah. I've got, I've journaled for the past five minutes, um, because this was sudden. So I've got my problem. I'm going to give you some context and the question, please. So the problem is I find my voice and face cringe when I'm recording a video. And the context is that I recorded a video of me for the first time. Actually, I did like three videos. I looked back and watched, I just, I just hate myself. I, I noticed my strong Filipino accent. Like I noticed my acne, my hair, my non-symmetrical face. Like if you look closely, I just sound like a little girl, sometimes like high pitched voice, probably a lot of testosterone or something. Um, so the main question is that how do I get around seeing myself as cringe?
0: There's three and a half billion men on the planets How many of them do you think look kind of similar to you? A few million? 10 million? 50 million?
2: Yeah.
0: That's your audience they see a guy that looks like them and they're like, oh fuck, this guy's one step ahead of me. He's making the videos that I wish I could.
2: i never thought of that. What the hell?
0: The beauty of YouTube is that you don't need to be this, this model, this celebrity or anything. You just need to be like the people you're trying to attract. So people, you know, Hollywood has convinced us all that you need to look this certain way, you need to be this certain type of person. YouTube has, has uh, even the playing field because when you think about the billion people that go onto YouTube every month, they're not looking to watch someone who's perfect or Tom Cruise. There's a guy who looks like younger you just flicking around video to video to video. He's got shit attention span. There's a video to video to video. And then when he sees someone who looks like you, instant connection. Help him.
2: That was very simple, but that was really powerful. I will double down, triple down on that. I'm going to drill on some more. I'm going to create the um, basically my avatar for the audience. Uh, thank you so much, bro.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for coming up, bro. What I will say, uh, first, W in the chat for woolius <laughs> What I will say for Julius and for anyone else who feels similar there's a video on my channel, really old one that you've probably never seen, and it's called I Think I Look Ugly on Camera. If you go search that onto YouTube, you'll probably like what it says. Hamza, I Think I Look Ugly on Camera. One second, I just have to bandage my head. <clears throat> I have to wear this um, this thing for my ear, and it's so uncomfortable. I have to like, keep my ear pressed down so i'm gonna look a bit weird for the rest of this call (laughs) i got 10 minutes of freedom without this little turban strap (laughs)
2: okay
0: okay we've got albert coming up albert how are we doing bro hey
4: i'm doing good how
0: are you doing i'm good what did you want to talk about
4: yeah Yeah. so i wanted to uh speak about like it's 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 probably something it's really deep and i've always like struggled with this for a long time and so basically i the problem is my family is like i'm from the philippines and I wanted to ask, how could I become a more compassionate and better role model for my family? I want to influence them and slowly change my siblings and my parents' lives for the better. I'm 16. I'm the eldest um, from the Philippines, ma- carrying the responsibility of four siblings. One has Down syndrome. My brother doesn't eat. He's a pussy. He just plays Roblox all day. And the other two are death scrolling uh, on TikTok. My parents. Work every day from six a m to eight am at eight pm they're teachers and i'm in my bedroom literally committed to monk mode like trying my best to make money so that they don't have to work and like i've become i've become an honorable son i've tried to like work work around the house clean the house I've become like a better like leader watch out for my siblings a lot better but i don't see their lives improving and i want to do that without having be like oh yeah I finally have money I can finally help you guys
5: mm.
0: sounds like you're already compassionate
4: nothing means more to me than my family it just sucks still not seeing their lives improve still doing the same things I can go downstairs right now and see all of them still hasn't left the room for like the entire day still dead scrolling it just sucks So the question is, how could I improve their lives for better without money?
0: It sounds like you're already on a fantastic path. And I think the biggest thing holding you back, or let me rephrase that. I think the biggest thing that would negate this mission of yours is feelings of frustration and impatience You're on the fantastic path As you are right now And I understand wanting to like do more, do more, do more But if you start to get frustrated With your family That will start to become negative So it sounds kind of lame But literally just keep doing what you're doing For about 5 years and your family will be free Lots to think about Albert Thank you for coming up bro I really appreciate it. Thank you, mm-hmm. answer. You're welcome. They'll be in the chat, boys. It took me um, th- about three years to start freeing my family. Moved back home, everyone's death scrolling, sisters on TikTok, brothers angry all the time, fathers working about 12, 16 hours a day every few months he comes home with like a bloodied up face with scars and stuff because he's got attacked he was a taxi driver at night time picking up drunk western people degenerates and it took me 3 years to free them to essentially retire everyone and my progress is a lot faster than most people's so just bear that in mind so if it took me 3 years set the goal for yourself either 3 years 5 years 10 years everyone's retired to retire someone if you just want to know practically you don 't actually have to like you know pay for the mortgage one hundred gram lump sum you just kind of have to give them the cash cash flow so they don 't need to work the shitty job anymore so whatever they 're getting paid right now let's say for your father it's a month or $3,500 a month, the moment you can actually give him most of that, even like half as much, he doesn't actually need to work full-time anymore. So if your father's making 3.5k and you're able to start giving him cash flow of 3k a month, he's essentially kind of like retired, which means that he doesn't need to go to his job anymore, which means that now he can focus on the things that he actually wants to do. My father is now the team captain of his uh, cricket club, and they're like winning game after game after game he's like you know this has always been his purpose in life he's just always loved cricket and he's just never really been able to like go deep into the sport to practice to obsess over it because he's needed to work 16 hour days to support the family and now that i can support him and i pay him a good amount of money he no longer needs to work the taxi, he doesn't need to work at all really he doesn't even um do the taxi at all he just drives me to the gym every day that's it really (laughs) <laughs> three years it took me my journey was a lot faster so if I was you five years for the goal five years for you to get to the point that you could give your parents 3k a month, 4k a month so that means that you're probably making like 10k a month at that point. point five years to get to 10k a month bro. Is motherfuckers are 16 years old getting there in like two years these days even like six months sometimes but like let's say realistically so five years is the goal I would set for most people that's not to say that you're worse than me or anything. It's just obviously I ended up getting lucky. I had a f- whole team of like my family supporting me. I didn't need to work or anything. I had a lot of advantages. And we have Lucas coming up.
6: Right,
0: what's, up? what's up, Lucas?
6: Um, so I wanted to ask, because uh, about two days ago, I joined uh, the last coaching call and you gave me advice about how I should grow my channel and it worked like pretty well. I went from like 80 subscribers to like ten. And um, I made a short, and it got a lot of views as well. But I've been getting a lot of hate comments on it. Like the the like dislike ratio is like 50 50. So I just wanted to ask, um, how I should respond to the hate comments? Cause like it's just these brain dead motherfuckers that are watching the shorts. So.
0: Don't look at the comments. Don't look at them. No, fuck them. Especially not, especially not shorts either, bro. <laughs> maybe it's a long-form video. It's just like someone who's intelligent, maybe. But even then, I don't even look at comments. My assumption is that everyone's brain dead unless proven otherwise. Why would I allow some brain, potentially brain dead person, most likely a brain dead person? It could be some of you guys, but the truth is, like, I don't know if you're actually intelligent. No offense, but I, I actually don't know, right? I don't know what everyone's IQ is here. I don't know anyone's success status or not. So if someone tries to influence my brain, it's unacceptable. You've got to realize every word that your mind hears, whether you read it or you listen to it, it's in a song, it's in a movie, someone has said this to you, it is influencing your brain. And so when people do comments, some bullshit, even if it's positive, it's actually a bad thing for you. Because if suddenly a bunch of 17-year-olds are telling me, oh, Hamza, you're so amazing, you're so amazing, you're so amazing, that's still influencing my mind. That's still potentially negatively influencing me. I don't want some fucking 17-year-old or even 14-year-old little... YouTube shorts watcher to put anything into my own mind. I want maybe, maybe five or ten people that I know of in the entire world to be able to say things into my brain. Not even my family, by the way. Literally like Andrew Kirby, Victor, maybe my brother, maybe my girl, David data Like this this I could list maybe ten people who I want to influence my brain. And a 14-year-old on the comments is not him. So there is a video that I've posted on YouTube that it'd be valuable for you to go and do. It's um, it's titled, This Will Literally Change Your Life in 12 Minutes. It's like a few weeks old. I give a list of YouTube extensions that block out all of the distractions, the views, the likes, all this bullshit. Focus entirely on just producing the content that's growing your channel, that's giving some kind of value to your avatar. Don't look at the comments. All right.
6: Thank you.
0: You're welcome. They'll be in the chat, boys. Nice comment. Nice um point there and we've got ian coming up how are you doing ian
5: yo good to see you bro
0: You soon. what did you want to talk about
5: so like I'll, I'll get straight to the point basically like i i'm 17 right and i i dropped out recently and basically i'm gonna pursue like uh right now i'm working part time. um so like my dad, he has like a real estate business. So I'm I'm switching between different departments to see like how the process and how like um his workers do everything. And in in the meantime, uh, right now I'm I'm getting coached by like this bodybuilder, like on how to track my calories, like how to um, eat outside. Like, right now I'm literally on vacation and I, I packed, like, a shit ton of, like, meal prep and, yeah, e- everything gets tracked. Like, um, like literally onions, olive oil, everything. So, th- like, the reason my parents probably, su- like, supported me dropping out is because they've seen, like, the body transformation and right now I- I'm just thinking of... Once my, like, physique becomes more impressive, I can go, like, mainstream and start, like, my own online coaching business. Okay. And, but before I do that, I'd I like to see what else I can do. Like, I'm already on most of the good habits, but, um, other than creating content and, um, selling a service or product, like, what else can I do? Because like because i have no idea what i can do like with like crypto stocks that kind of thing yeah that's just my question
0: Mm. why do you need more things
5: to do like i I i just feel like optimizing my productivity
0: Sure, but you've got your fitness journey, you've got learning the business with your father, and you've got potentially changing your fitness journey into a profitable business by itself. Then um, what's the need in starting another business model and learning about crypto and stocks, like you said?
5: Because currently I'm not getting an income.
0: Hmm. Okay.
5: It's not good at the moment, but... I, I like to get experience like on
0: how to make money, I guess. Yeah, mm. yeah it seems like fitness means a lot to you. I'd, I would personally start there. Maybe post a little bit of content here and there. Already start with some place that they can pay you for something. So you could either make a course, a program. Easiest thing to start with is just calls. So you can set up, there's a software you can use called Calendly. It's like $10 a month, but what happens is you can set it up so that people can pay you to just click on the link and book the call. You could make it like $20, $30 an hour, which is really good for someone of your age. Way higher than everyone else is getting paid. And it'll literally just be you just sat there, just like talking to someone about fitness, which I assume you'd probably do for fun anyway. And um, you make a couple of shorts, you make a couple of videos. And in all of them, you just kind of mention, oh yeah, by the way, I've got the link. If you want my personal advice, click on the link. There you go.
5: Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks
0: for the advice. Fantastic. Thank you for coming up. Yeah, for everyone here, by the way, the the fastest business for you to get into, in my opinion, if you just want to make like the first like literal $1 online is uh, what's called coaching. It's what we're doing here. Essentially, you'll just set up a, a place for people to pay you to hop on a call with them. And they'll just tell you all their problems. They could Google these things, but people like to have like you know individual feedback. And then usually they've got like ten other things that they want to talk about in the same thing. So, for example, how do I lose weight? Eat less calories. Oh no, but you know if I eat less calories, then I I get really hungry. So then the question turns to, okay, well, how do I be on a calorie deficit but maintain um, fullness? Well eat foods that are more dense and more satiating. Oh, but then, you know, my mum cooks my food. It's like you're literally just breaking 10 limiting beliefs to the point that they know exactly what to do and, boom, their life is actually changed considerably for that. But you really think about, for the guys here, How many hours and, and, you know, mental turmoil have you had in your mind over your fitness journey? What to eat, how to train, all those things, right? If you do it yourself through just YouTube videos where you don't actually get this constant sort of uh, conversation where you've got limiting belief after limiting belief, there's like literally, it takes you months to get to the point where you've actually feel like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. All the questions have been answered. Someone pays you $25 for an hour of your time and they're at the same point that it took you two months to get to, 10 hours to get to, that's what they're paying for. The advice is all available for free online. Of course it is. You know, everyone says this, oh, but why would I pay when all the knowledge is for free online? No, 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 no yeah sure the information is there but it's not for free bro it's because you have to go and spend fucking two months sifting through shitty youtube videos to go and find it here i am with i've already done the two months of random googling i've already got a coach myself i'm going to distill it all down for one hour what you're what you're paying for is not the knowledge what you're paying for is the fact that i've spent two months gathering all this and i'm going to synthesize it for one hour for you instead of the two months so that's powerful right if you can pay $10 to, or $25 or $100 or $1,000 to save two months of this, you know, trying to figure out your, your workout routine and diet and all these limited beliefs, very powerful, very high ROI. So I always recommend um, coaching as a really good beginner business model you can get into. we got Aaron coming up. Hi. What's up, Aaron? Yeah, I'm
7: good, thanks. Um, so the question I'd like to ask is about self-beliefs again. Um, This time it is not that I don't believe in myself. I have quite the expectations of myself and I can see the the progress of of self improvement and stuff coming along. Uh, But the problem I'm struggling with is that people still treat me the same and of course I cannot blame them or anything because it is logical for them to treat me uh, the same way they knew me all this time. Uh, but I think that by them still treating me the same as I used to be, I get reinforced this, uh, belief in my mind that I am still the same person. So I cannot present myself in a way that, uh, I would like to present myself as. So, uh, before I was, well, i think we can all relate to the, the story of before we were uh, undisciplined lazy that that type of stuff and then afterwards of course yeah but by having these um beliefs still inside of me of i cannot change my past self or get rid of it as a part of my identity i have trouble presenting me as the new self like um as the new me against like strangers. So for people that I meet that are new, uh, I have trouble being the, the new me instead of presenting myself in the way that I always used to present myself as.
2: Mm,
0: good question. So you've gone on to self-improvement. You've made some progress, but people still treat you largely the same. This is how self-improvement works. So first we start here. This is the actual you, and this is how people see you, and you've been on this level, on this equal playing field for 10 years, right? Everyone in school, everyone in your parents, whatever, however old you are, it's all equal. You get onto self-improvement, and you start changing, especially with your own beliefs, with your views and values about the world, your mindset, okay, self-improvement, discipline, everything, and it starts going like this, but they haven't moved. They don't see your mindset, they don't see your beliefs, they don't see the hours that you've spent watching self-improvement, Andrew take content or anything like that, right? So you've changed in your beliefs, which is, by the way, the most important part, but there is no difference. Then you start building some muscle, then you start, you know, taking part in these calls and developing yourself, becoming smarter, reading books. And that's when they start moving up a little bit. Oh, okay, you know, you mention a book, you answer a question in school and you're actually quite intellectual compared to last time. And people's perception of you slightly raises... And so this is the dynamic of self-improvement always. It's always like this. Here you are, they're lagging behind by 3 to 6 months to 12 months like this. It's always going to be like this. The only way where you get rid of this gap is when you go to somewhere completely new and here are people who have only seen you right now and their perception of you is right there, of who you are right now. This is why a lot of guys who get onto self-improvement, who go to the gym they end up having an awesome experience when they finally move out to college university or you can conf- or you uh, go travel because suddenly when when you do travel and you're up here when people meet you it's like they can only see who you are right now so this is why moving around can be powerful but if you're not going to move you're young right now you're going to be staying in school get used to it this is just how it is and guess what you're also doing this to everyone else in there as well there's people in there who have been making some progress you actually don't even see it you might not even know who i'm really speaking about just because a lot of the progress that we make is hidden up until we get some real-world change. Usually, fitness is the uh, the major component of that. You pack on 10 pounds of muscle, everyone's going to know.
7: Okay, can I ask a follow-up question? Yeah. Um, so, I'm kind of used to that feeling. That is not the problem. Uh, the problem is that even though the others around me like at school, you could say they still have this this other perception of me and even if i so the the analogy you use is like you are here but they perceive you as here i couldn't care less if if this perception didn't change but the problem is that when i present myself to new people that i uh, still have the same beliefs of myself as i used to have because people still treat me like like this, and that I think that is like a, a negative spiral that I'm in. That every time I get treated like I was, I sort of re—it's reaff- it feels reaffirming to I am still the same person, and then I have trouble presenting myself to to others as you could say the new me.
0: Mm. Okay, good point. So this is all about what's called self-image. There's a book that you should read, you should write this down, called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. It's a fantastic. It's uh, one of the first ever self-help books ever written. Legendary book. Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. I'll give you a very quick little story of this. This guy was a uh, plastic surgeon, you know, someone who does like facial expressions. He's going to change someone's nose. He's going to change the look of someone, right? And he found that about 80% of the time he'd do the surgery, the person sees the progress once they've healed and they're like, okay, sweet. I'm this new person. Here I am. I'm more attractive. 20% of the times people would actually see the difference and say, wait, no, but I'm still ugly. Nothing's changed. How can that be? This is what's happening to you. It's like your, your self image hasn't updated to where you are and it's all about your belief system. So what we need to do is just change your beliefs about yourself because your beliefs are still contaminated with the the old person of you. And also, one, it's because of the history, because you've been this person, you know, like, let's say the Jeffrey for 14 years of your life. And two, it's because a lot of people probably still treat you the same way. We need to counteract that and essentially just feed your own mind information and movies of the new you. The way that you do this is through visualizations, You can do affirmations as well. Visualizations, you just play like a movie in your mind and you almost brainwash yourself to experience people and yourself looking at you in this new way. So let's say right now everyone treats you like a Jeffrey because you've been a Jeffrey for 14 years of your life and you don't want to be treated like a Jeffrey anymore and you don't want to feel like a Jeffrey anymore. Sounds kind of cringe. You close your eyes and you imagine yourself more like Adonis. You imagine yourself more like Andrew Tate. An alpha male, a successful guy and you start saying these things to yourself, I've got high testosterone I'm successful, I'm driven, I'm hardworking no one can outwork me you say these things to yourself and suddenly after a while you actually start believing on them. What the example I always give to anyone who doesn't really believe that this would work is if you don't even like do anything but if you end up getting like some kind of sexual thought, oftentimes you'll actually get an erection right? All guys kind of know this. When you, when you end up desiring a woman really much and you end up really, really like sexualizing her and you almost like play the movie, you, your dick ends up getting hard, but you didn't even need to touch it, which means you can literally control your body with your mind. And the same for all the guys who have experienced anxiety. If you have an anxious thought, your body actually reacts to it. Your heartbeat gets faster. You start sweating. Nothing happened. There's nothing absolutely like actually happening here. It was actually all in the mind. And so it sounds cringe, but like, why don't you just like play the movie of the opposite thing? Why don't you, the, the thing is, there is no real reality other than just what your mind plays to yourself and you control it. It's just that oftentimes you've been AFK at the wheel. You've just been like sleeping at the wheel. Control your mind to think good things about yourself. Literally, wake up every day and think that you're a hard worker. Wake up every day and think that you're getting better and better. Wake up every day thinking that you're a man of character, that you're becoming. You can't delude yourself. You can't just say, yeah, yeah, I've got a six-pack when you're a fat piece of shit. Of course not. You've got to be a little bit realistic. You've got to not lie to yourself and say, let's say you're a fat right now. Obviously, you're not. But let's say if there was a fat guy, you wouldn't think, yeah, yeah, I've got a six-pack. I've got a six-pack. You'll say, I've been dedicated on my fitness journey. I'm putting in so much work, so much effort, and I'm seeing the results already You can't be totally unreasonable with this but i think it is reasonable to spend five minutes ten minutes every day and choose a few visualizations or affirmations that appeal to you and just play those movies those words in your mind you're brainwashing yourself against the brainwashing that's been put onto you what do you think about that it
7: sounds like it could work Part of it would also be me believing in it that would work. So I'm going to try that. See if my beliefs about myself
0: change. Fantastic. Give that a try. What I would say is put it in your habit tracker. Do it every morning. Choose one mental movie, a very specific moment where you feel awesome. Maybe your crush says that she likes you too. Maybe there's, there's this guy who's usually not that nice to you, but suddenly you see him look at you in respect because you've just gotten this kind of accomplishment. Maybe it's working really hard in some workout, and then you stand up, you take off your shirt, and your physique's looking actually really, really nice. Maybe it's the, the stripe screenshot with the, the money, something like that. Play that movie to yourself for 5 to 10 minutes every morning and just see what happens. Okay. Thanks for the
4: advice.
0: You're welcome, thank you for coming up. We've got uh, Vincent coming up. How is our yeah. strongman? What's Good up morning.
6: bro? Oh, like morning. Good day.
0: Good day. Yeah. What did you want to talk so, about? So uh,
6: so I, I would like to talk about business generally because I've had this problem of starting my business and I, I understand I'm kind of a bitch for not starting my business. That's the reality of it, I know that. Um, but so I've had two businesses in mind, uh, the first one is, most people in here have probably heard of the guy named Jack Hancock You probably haven't because you don't uh, use YouTube too much random shit videos But a lot of people in here have probably heard of him and, and and I believe the kind of videos he makes are pretty funny, where he kind of makes short short uh, reactions to fitness videos And um, potentially prior to me getting further in my self-improvement uh, like levels of improvement, I used to watch those kind of videos, spend tons of time, and they actually made me go and do some more work. And so, I don't believe I believe that could help people—not not, not much—but I could essentially get some people off the um, off the screens for a little while by doing that. That's not the main reason for it. It's because I like I like doing those kind of videos. I want to make those kind of videos, but the problem is I won't be able to help people, which is another big thing I want to do. And so. So my second um, idea, my second idea was doing self-improvement, but the thing is, um, and I've seen a friend do this where he just sits in front of the camera and speaks for like two hours and posts these videos, and he gave up after a few weeks because uh, he he made like 20 videos and the biggest one of them got 15 views or something, he had nine subscribers after uh, all the time he worked on them, and so I don't believe I could get very far by just sitting in front of the camera and speaking. And so I'd like to do high quality videos, which I, I, I want to do high quality videos. But if I do those high quality videos, I don't believe I would be able to connect with my fan base, and they wouldn't be able to connect with me. And so um, I mean, now you're connecting with your fan base quite well right now. But when you were making those highly edited videos, where you were just pumping out a ton of Jeffrey and Donna's videos, you I don't feel like you were that much intertwined with your fans as you are now. And so I'm wondering. Do you think there's any way that I can still make highly edited, good videos and still be able to connect
0: uh, quite well with my fan base? It's a good question, but I think this is the wrong question. How many videos have you posted so far? Not
6: any, no.
0: Exactly. I got the idea yesterday, so... Exactly. Ideas are worthless. Number one, clean your room, first of all. And I know that sounds like disrespect, but it's yeah, like, building a business, growing a YouTube channel is fucking hard. If you can't clean your room, bro, you're not going to get any success in this. And this is, goes to your friend as well. Uh, number two is the mindset. This is what I'll say to your friend. Everyone who speaks to me in this way of like, oh, man, like, you know, I've, I've, I've made these videos, but I don't have any subscribers. I th- Bro, you're not cut out for YouTube at all. If you're making these videos and you're like, oh, you know, I've got 10, 10 videos and they've only got 15 views. like, what the fuck mindset is that? It's like the idea is post a few videos every week for about two to three years and keep getting better, keep learning how to improve for like three to five hours a day. And then after at least one year, then talk to me. If you've made 20 videos in like one week and you've got 15 views, it's like, that's more than I got. So what are you complaining about? It's just people quit too early. It's like, it's like going to the gym and being like, oh man, I can't, can't bench press 100. Okay. Well, I'm just, I'm just not going to do this. Then gym isn't for me. You know this, right? You're a strong man. So what happens? Yeah, yeah. We go to the gym, we lift the empty bar, then we add 2.2, then we add 5, and then we add... Do you know what I mean? It's exact same. So right now, you're thinking about how to to bench press 100kg when you haven't even started with the empty bar yet. Does that sound smart to you? Yeah, yeah. i understand. I still
2: understand
0: So what would you say to... To the kid who wants to start in the gym, but he's like, wait, wait, wait but how would I bench press 100kg? Should it be like the, should it be wide grip or, or medium grip? But he hasn't even went to the gym. What would you say to him?
6: he just has to go to the gym. He has to start and he has to, to understand how it works,
0: how progression works. Exactly. So it's the exact same with YouTube. Now, I spoke to you last time. I still remember, okay? And you motherfucker, you still haven't implemented last time's advice, bro. So <laughs> number one, post a few bits of videos first. You're you you're deeply overthinking. The idea with YouTube is that you're never going to be perfect. I still get the exact same thoughts that you're doing. Is it quality? Is it quantity? Is it more videos edited? Closeness to the to the followers, whatever. But you'll never get any level of success if you don't just show up to the gym, Right? So this, you know, should I do pull-ups or should I do chin-ups? It's like, bro, imagine if a fat guy said that. I'm like, bro, you're fat. Just show up to the gym and you'll make some progress, right? Like for you, bro, you have zero videos. Just make a video and you'll make some progress. You're, you're severely overthinking it. You need your first video uploaded within 24 hours and then you need to upload a few videos every single week for a couple of weeks and try both of them out you're trying to make this plan right now but with no backing about it why don't you make one video where you sit down and you talk for two hours or an hour or half an hour and then why don't you make one video where you edit it think about how much more you'd realize which one was right for you if you actually tried both of them, just once first. And if, if there's a shit video, just delete it afterwards. But think about how much more your mind would know. Do you remember? Like you wanted to go to the gym, but before you started the gym of how almost daunting the experience is of like, what do you do? Now it's easy for you, right? Now you know where the bench press is, you know where the squat rack is, you know that, okay, shoulders back and you know these things, right? But imagine if you were sat at home, like, oh no, no, no but like, you know, like well, where's the bench press gonna be? It's like, bro, just just go to the, <laughs> go to the gym and you'll
3: find out, man. Yeah,
6: yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> right, um, so so I just is it okay if I ask a little follow up question? Yeah. Okay, so so I wanted to, I got these both these um ideas for my business, and one of them is one that I would not actually be able to work hundred uh, percent of my time on because it's something that I can't put that much energy on. Would it be possible that I could work on two businesses at once? Um, that would be decently similar. where they kind of they kind of over contribute, right? So one of them. Uh, they kind of connect in some kind of way so the fan base from one of them would go on to the other would that be possible for me to do or should i end up probably thinking about only books and focusing on one
0: what are the two businesses
6: so self improvement uh, videos um, i don't want to uh, i'd like to just speak out to my fan base but i want to i don't want that to be my entire personality and then i also would like to make those short-term short-term youtube videos where i could it connect with my fans like i've seen that guy named jack hancock in those short term uh, very short term reaction videos, he has he has a great connection to everything, one of the stands, and I believe that's a, a pretty beautiful thing as yes, he has created want the same thing as
0: he has. That doesn't sound like two different businesses to me. That sounds like two different kinds of contents. And you can do both. Usually it's better if you have like one kind of content on one channel. But these days, as you see with mine, it's like you people actually prefer seeing like the real you you want to do both of these but you don't know which one to choose do both like at this point doing both or doing one is going to be better than doing none right so do both this is what i'm saying is start with one video of this long term kind of you know long unedited video and also do one shorter video just like this jack hancock guy that you like do both and then you can do one of each each time yeah simple
6: Uh, Yeah, I think I knew this already. I just uh, just started to hear it.
0: I want to see you post your first video, man. I spoke to you last time. You still haven't posted one.
6: Yeah, I ended up really, not really liking the video. I did create it, though. Now I've lost the file because I have to change computers. I I will make one today, I promise.
0: Today? Thank you, thanks. Within 24 hours.
6: Yeah, I will. I'll post one when I get home from my gym. Let me see. And I clean my room first.
0: Yeah, clean your room first. <laughs> and then let me let me find someone to hold you accountable to that. Who can hold Vincent I accountable? Have, I
6: have two friends already, though.
0: Steve it can also work. So. Steve. Yeah, Steve shot his hand up straight away. We got Steve. Steve, 24 hours. Vincent has to send you a picture of his room, first of all. And then also that he has to post his first video, a link. Deal?
2: Yeah.
0: Good man. Thank you okay. for coming up together. Bye. it. We've got we've got literally like one and a half a minute, Jared. Speed run, quick.
3: Speed run. Let's go. Okay, so quick, Jared. <laughs> enough,
0: like bapping, drug use, sleeping around, but and general degeneracy, but also like travel and stuff. So I wanted to ask, like, what's some good ways that uh, us younger blokes could kind of gain some life experience? without actually going into a kind of degenerate lifestyle so that we could get stories and experience for YouTube videos but also for, like, general life conversations,
4: charisma. Mm,
0: Good question. So how can you get life experience and stories but without going into the degenerate lifestyle? Have the life experience and stories of the guy who was ultra disciplined and live into his routine when he was young. That's even more impressive than the guy who who was a party-goer, drug addict. I'd focus on the thing that you know is right for you, for your purpose, for your goals. Dedicate yourself to that as much as possible. And that will be your stories, that will be the experiences and the learning lessons. Because you'll still make loads of mistakes, you'll still have loads of slip-ups. And that Mm -hmm. story's as good, or if not even better, than the guy telling you about the crazy party which he barely remembers yeah Uh, what would you say about like is it okay to get like secondhand stories of people who have lived that kind of lives for what purpose example, use those in videos you can do yeah you can do so you can you know you can hear someone else's story and kind of tell that oh yeah and i heard this story from hamza when he said this and you know tate said this you can do that usually the stories are just way better when they're your own Because I I think what I'm sensing from you, I don't know you much, but what I'm sensing from you is that you almost feel like you need to tell a story like that because you've seen a lot of other guys tell it. But the thing is, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of guys who are telling like the purely positive stories of them being disciplined. Like for example, David Goggins is and and Jocko Willink is. And these guys are as successful or even way more successful than the degenerates anyway. That's right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for coming up so quickly, bro. W in the chat, boys. Appreciate this call. Next call is at 7 p.m. today. I will see everyone there if it's still in your time zone. Take care, everyone.
3: Mwah!